and welcome to episode 42, which means that this episode is the answer to life, the universe, and everything, as am I, currently 42 years of age, but this is episode 42 of Arrow, chapter, and verse. We're talking about The Flash, season 3, episode 9, present. Well, this episode was a hoot and a holler. Um, so, okay, the team is looking for Savitar. They're trying to figure out what's going on, but we actually we actually start with a flashback of Julian's, where Julian, an Englishman, leads an expedition to India to steal a relic, because apparently 21st century is simply the 19th century uh, over again. That's that's what happens. Now, as it comes out, uh, he his sister died, and he sees... Uh, his sister's ghost, and his sister's ghost tell him, tells him that he will be visited by three additional ghosts, and they will try to get him to be less pickled. Um, sorry, not drunk. Just, just he's sort of a sort of a shriveled, pickled, mean little person. But the uh, the ghosts don't help because they don't actually exist. That's not the plot. That's not the plot at all. The, sis the sister tells him about the philosopher's stone, so he goes on this expedition to get it, and he gets it. And he opens this stone coffer that it's in, and he wakes up in a hotel, and everybody else in the expedition dies, right? This is, a, we, we find out later, but I figured I'd just give this to you linearly. Uh, Barry goes to talk to Jay Garrick to get some advice, see if Jay's ever heard of Savitar. Um, and Jay has heard whispers and rumors and things best left unsaid. Uh, and, well, I will say that, uh, Barry stops, uh, the trickster, Earth-3's trickster, still played by Mark Hamill, from blowing them up. Um, but, uh, Earth-3 Flash, just not, not a whole lot of help. Uh, they both go back to Earth-1. Um, I'm not even sure if this isn't the correct order or not, but it doesn't really matter. Barry goes to talk to Julian. Julian's like, uh, yes, I wrote this dissertation on the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, I went to get it. We didn't find it. Uh, Barry asks about Savitar. Julian is strangely, he's nonplussed. He doesn't expect Barry to ask about Savitar. And he responds with uh, something basically noncommittal. It's like, where did you, where'd you hear that? I've done some research. Well, Savitar is the Hindu god of motion, blah, 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 blah. Um, meanwhile, Barry, uh, not Barry, uh, Wally is still training. Now, not unlike the uh, Caitlin, Caitlin's powers make her evil, the let's make sure that Wally is untrained plotline that has been going on just, just drives me nuts. It's like, well, what do you, what do you think he's going to do? Like, we're going to keep him out of danger by not training him. Okay, because I remember when Wally didn't have any powers and like drove his car up and tried to stop crime and ran into a meta or the time that he drove Flash out of Zoom's way or something like that. I mean... It seems like he's going to get himself into more trouble than not, and it also seems like training him is going to help him. But HR is the only one who agrees to train him, and it's uh, and apparently he's faster than Barry was at that point in his training. So Wally is going to be pretty fast, we think. Um, all right, we're going to try to find Savitar. We're going to try to find alchemy. We think this Philosopher's Stone is, is the key to Savitar. Uh, you know, Cisco. oh, Cisco has been seeing visions of his brother. And this bothers me, well, it bothers me for a reason I'll get into in a minute. 
but Cisco's been seeing visions of Dante. Uh, I should mention that it's also this is the Christmas episode, so what have you. Cisco sees images of Dante, who's a lot nicer to Cisco than he generally was either of the two times that we saw him. And when so when Julian gets around to telling the story about his sister, that's an aha moment for us, the audience. We go, oh, the same thing's happening to Cisco. Well, okay, why is it happening to Cisco? It was happening to. Uh, oh, hang on. Let me go back. Um, so they they get the energy spike. Cisco reads an energy spike in a particular building. Uh, Alchemy gets out his stone, and in the clunkiest exposition I've heard in a while, is the power of this stone refracted by this building will allow me to power all of the metas for Flashpoint, and they will be an army for Savaton, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Um, so he starts powering up this geodesic dome, and both uh, Flash Earth 1 and Flash Earth 3 show up, and they're like, no, and the cultists just decide they're having none of this, and they take off, and Savitar shows up behind uh, both of the flashes, and Jay's like, no, I got this, you deal with alchemy. Alchemy protects himself with an energy barrier, he's powering up the building again, Flash runs around the building a few times, zaps alchemy with lightning because the energy barrier did not protect from electrical attacks, the stone goes out of his hand, alchemy reaches for it, Flash punches him, takes off his mask, and finds out he's Julian. Now, in the meantime, Savitar is just beating the snot out of Jay Garrick. Like, Jay is just getting thrown against walls and off buildings, and it's it's really, um, it's really, you know, it's like, well, what, we need a much faster speedster than we've ever had before, the fastest speedster of them all, and yeah. Um, so what happens, though, is that when Barry picks up the stone, and for some reason the stone coffer is there, and puts it in the stone coffer and closes the, uh, the lid, Savitar disappears. So they have Julian in custody. He doesn't recognize what's going on. Uh, Barry decides, because all of his other enemies know who he is, to reveal his identity to Julian, to get Julian to trust him. Uh, and then... Julian explains the thing with the blackouts and his sister and whatnot. And while all of this is going on, Cisco is uh, being tempted by Dante, who's like, we can be together again. Or, sorry, together again. I love you, Cisco. You're the best brother ever. And Cisco's like, yes, yes, all of these things are true. All I have to do is open this box. And he opens the box. So let's, here, let's talk about it here. Okay. So Savitar can clearly influence people when the box is closed. Why Julian? Why not someone closer, say someone who was already in India? Um, I, I'm sure if you can influence them to open the box, you can influence them to go to America. Uh, why not that? Why get an English guy to come in and do a little, you know, little tomb robin, little grave robin, uh, to get this, or temple robbing, perhaps, to get this artifact? And then, Cisco starts seeing his brother, before alchemy gets locked up. So, Savitar, I mean, is just this just Savitar knowing the future? Is that why Cisco is seeing his brother? Is, is Savitar just like, well, I know I'm going to get locked up at this point, so please, please get me out? And uh, I, that's what happens. So, while this is going on, Jay can't fight Savitar. Savitar beat him up too much the first time. 
Uh, and Wally's like, uh, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And everybody's like, no, Wally, no. You can't risk your life with your speed powers. You can't even use... Why are you even using your speed powers? No one would ever need to use speed powers. That's ridiculous. Um, and HR says, go get him. And uh, Wally goes and uses his speed powers. And he gets beat up too, but he distracts Savitar long enough for Caitlin to talk Cisco off the ledge. And he closes the stone casket uh, coffer and Savitar goes away again. So Wally has had his first successful outing, and everybody's really mad at him, except that HR points out that he's training Wally because he sees some real potential in that kid, and when you try to squash someone's potential, they usually don't think kindly of it, which is what I've been trying to understand about Joe and Iris's position this whole time. It's honestly not unlike the parents, Elsa and Anna's parents from Frozen, where they're told fear is not the answer. We want to avoid fear. And their response is, yes, let's lock Elsa up and no one can see her or talk to her ever. That is a, not a, a fear reaction at all that we're using. And then they went on a, a very bad, uh, ill-advised sea voyage. So it's just, it's just one of the things that annoys me um, about these shows is that that, that kind of thing happens. There's a lot of things that annoy me about these shows. In fact, if you go back and listen to all of these episodes and you count the number of things that annoy me about these shows, you might say, Seth, why are you watching these shows? And I will say, well, unfortunately, uh, I, uh, I, I, crisis is, I am very single-minded and I want to know what happened to everybody before the crisis on infinite earths. So here I am. There is a chance. I don't know how much of a chance, but there is a chance that I will get tired of this before I catch up to where the shows are right now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see whether that happens. Right now there's 42 episodes of this this dumb raw audio podcast, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's enough right now, I guess. Well, no, that's not true, because I'm going to keep making more, but I obviously am driven to do this by something. Anyway, um, so, right. Cisco and Barry figure out a way to talk to Savitar by sinking Julian's brainwaves with the lack of energy coming from the casket. Um, Cisco tried everything on it, and apparently the results all came back null, as though the casket doesn't exist. But somehow, since it affects brainwaves, they can hook it up to Julian's mind. So they hook it up to Julian mi Julian's mind, and... Uh, he, like, goes into a trance, and Savitar comes out and speaks, and Savitar's very angry because future Barry has locked Savitar away. So Savitar, you know, claiming to be the god of speed, does get beaten by future Barry at, at, at some point, and locked in somehow into the Philosopher's Stone, perhaps? Not entirely sure. But he also does this weird sort of, you know, uh, prophesying thing as though... It's it's a little it's a little biblical. It's one of you will betray him, one of you will fall, one of you will suffer a fate worse than death, and um, betray him. Camera pans to Cisco, or sorry, betray him. Camera pans to Wally. Uh, fall. Camera pans to Cisco. Fate worse than death. We get split between uh, Caitlin and Iris. So. You know, Caitlin's going to turn into Killer Frost. Uh, Cisco's going to die in as much as anyone on these shows ever really dies. Uh, and something real bad uh, is probably also going to happen to Iris. Okay. 
So then we come up with a plan. Like, what do we do with this? Well, we can't destroy it. Julian's like, no, 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 no. We can't destroy this thing. It's too, uh, it's just indestructible. Uh, and then they're like, well, can we bury it again? And no, somebody's going to find it again. Well, what do we do? Jay's like, well, why don't we just throw it into the speed force? We'll throw the whole thing into the speed force. So that's what they do. They throw the whole thing into the speed force. Uh, and then Barry in the backlash is bounced into the future, five months into the future. And it's very important that he's on Infantino Street. He's, he's at a park on Infantino Street uh, because there's an episode later on called Infantino Street. So there you go. And he what he sees is him pleading with Savitar not to kill Iris, and Savitar kills Iris. And Jay somehow finds him and pulls him back out of the future. There's this whole discussion about this is why you should never go to the future. You shouldn't know that much about what's going to happen to you, all of this business. Um, so let's talk about speedsters and Barry's loved ones. Third season, third speedster, third death of a loved one. Guys... Come on, folks, please, please. There are other plot lines. There are other types of enemies. There are other fates. Also, I have gone on record as saying I don't like screwing with superhero marriages, right? I, I think there are, there are plot lines to be found beyond the my loved one is being held hostage or my loved one dies uh, or, some, or the marriage is troubled, right? Like the whole... Uh, one one more day thing with Spider-Man, uh, where Joe Caseta, with editorial fiat, decided that Spider-Man and Mary Jane should no longer be married just because he said, because uh, he said he didn't think he could tell you could you couldn't tell the right kind of Spider-Man stories with Spider-Man being married, and it's like, it, okay, great, well maybe you're just not being imaginative enough, but for those of you not in the know, uh, one more day is uh, Aunt May is dying. Lucifer shows up, and basically Peter makes a deal with Lucifer that Aunt May doesn't die, uh, and the deal is that he and Mary Jane never had their relationship. I mean, they might not even know each other. And right about the same time, uh, a, a, a superhero named Jackpot showed up um, who had red hair and looked a lot like Mary Jane, and of course there's that famous quote uh, where she shows up on his doorstep and she's like, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. So there was like, are they going to get together? And they didn't. But uh, as far as I'm aware, Peter Parker and Mary Jane are still not married and have never been married in continuity. I don't know whether he remembers, um, but it was a dumb plot line. It was just dumb. And uh, to answer your question, those of you who know me really well, did I write a parody of One Day More from Les Miserables about One More Day? And the answer is yes. Yes, I, I definitely did do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's see, is that, is that it? He gets dragged by, oh, right, then there's the Christmas scene. There's Chris, it's Christmas at the Wests, and everybody's having Christmas, and Wally gets a new, he gets a super suit. Everybody's finally like, yes, we're on board, even though, like, Iris and Joe at the beginning of the episode were like, Wally should never speed ever. And now they're like, okay, I guess we're on board because Wally is, in fact, a metahuman with speed powers. Uh, um, Joe and the attractive DA finally kiss. Uh, his kids give him crap for it, which is, I have to imagine, super embarrassing. Like, I, I, it's embarrassing if your parents watch you kiss. I can only imagine what it's like if your kids watch you kiss and then proceed to give you shit about it. Uh, Julian comes by because he was very lonely at Christmas and he doesn't want to spend Christmas alone. Uh, so maybe he's 
warming up and becoming less grinchy. Um, uh, Iris has Barry for her present. Barry takes her to what looks like a really nice loft apartment and uh, says that he signed a lease. Um, I was curious about how much a CSI and a reporter make in Central City because it's got to be pretty good because I imagine the Reds are just out of control and this was, again, a really nice apartment. Um, and then, uh, oh, right, Caitlin uses her powers to make it snow instead of rain so that they can have a white Christmas. And that's, um, that's, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all we got. So we're at the end of the 42nd episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. And as always, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a nice day and I will see you next time.